If you want to hear something new, but you don't know how to choose it, come and join Andy and Chris on Adventures in New Music. Two new records every week, a playlist of our favorite songs. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And adventuresinyoumusic.com So check out our Woolly Analysis Which occasionally gets boozy Get on board and come along On Adventures in New Music Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 27 of Adventures in New Music with your old pals Andy and Chris. Uh, this week we are going to talk about You and Us by Pools and Walkman by Bad Bad Hats. So get strapped in and ready for a, another adventure. Howdy, mate. You all right? All right, mate. All right. How are you? <clears throat> yeah, I'm not so bad. I'm not so bad. Got all things well with you? Yeah, all good. I opened my beer with a claw hammer tonight, oh. which felt really uh, productive. Uh, Not a sentence I've heard before. I don't know. I, was, I, was, I didn't think it was going to work, and it, eventually it did. It did. It wasn't a slick operation by any means, talking of which. I'm looking forward to getting into this week's pod. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> slick operation away. How about you? All good, all good. The um, the big news from over here in Walmer Bridge. Um, what do you think of? What do you think of what's going on here? What do you think of my face? It's lovely. Is that new foundation or? Uh, got forty years old, mate. I've got myself a moisturising regime. Have you? Wow, yeah, man. Good. Yeah, man. Good. You're a modern man. I was saying this to my wife Jane. I was like, I chat to Andy about my moisturising re- regime. So <laughs> I'm very, I'm ever so proud of it. And um, and I said, Andy's a modern man. He'll have a moisturising regime. And then Jane reminded me about how annoyed you were a couple of Christmases ago when your friend who normally gets you a <laughs> bottle of whiskey ended up getting you some moisturising. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, I was fuming about it. Well, no, I wasn't fuming. I was just gutted, you know. You, you have one phone call where you're like, God, I look old. And then all of a sudden, that long-standing tradition of a nice bottle of booze is just <laughs> yeah. gone by the wayside. And you're like, oh, why did I say it? And I still look old. And I just spent a little bit of time getting drunk, which is, <laughs> you know, no one wins. Um, no one wins. It's a lose-lose. But lose. Uh, no, I, I, I'll be honest. Uh, it was Dave from The Favours, uh, our mate Dave, who first got me into moisturisers probably when I was in my 20s. Um, mm. he, he, I can't remember what his rationale was. He's a bit older. But he was like, you got to do it around the eyes, around the eyes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Exactly what Jane said, right? So, I, so I've got, I've got, I've got, in, I've got in for it. I've got in for it. I've got myself a full, a full, a full like four step moisturising thing, which I do, right? Oh God. And uh, I've got this little squirty eye thing, and I was like, what? What do you do with this? And Jane was like, right. So what you do is you squirt it on, pop it under your eyes, put it on your crow's feet. I was like, sorry, what? On <laughs> my, my what? <laughs> oh man, I can't believe. Like, if you're a first time listener, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. We've if lost you're a first-time listener. This might not be the, the podcast for you no. this time. <laughs> no, try again next week. Oh, yeah. God. Um, yeah. No. Well, uh, you know. So I've been moisturising on and off, not particularly uh, well or religiously, for quite a long time. You know, relatively modern man, but also quite slapdash. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, anything else to report before we crack on with a bit of muse music? Mm. Got a got a, a drum kit. In the basement now, which is oh, quite superb. exciting. The builder who was who was doing a bit of work in the house. He's a good he's a good good guy, Gary. Um, he he was going to tip it. <laughs> his, G man. His son was going to um, you know, he'd had enough of it, and he was like, "Do you want this?" Because I've been talking about Suki, my daughter, playing drums. I was like, "Yeah, all right." Anyway, he brought it round, and it's <clears throat> it's got a really nice um, Zildjian crash. It's got a really nice pair of quite dark um, those kind of dimpled. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, unshiny pearl hi hats, which look quite yeah. old, and um, and the, the, the snare is is a pearl snare as well, and and the rest of the shells ain't, ain't great, but it's brilliant. It's really good fun. So kind of been uh, not playing it too much because we live in a terraced house, and obviously we don't want to completely ruin our relationships with our neighbours. But uh, that's been really fun to have in the house, and um, and that's 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 a good bit of musical news. 
That's really cool. Mm. Oh, otherwise, I, my my wife found something on my on my on my phone. Um, that was a little bit like you know, I, I was hoping she wouldn't find, which was a bit. Come on. She found um, she found a playlist that I'd made called uh, called funeral songs. Oh, <laughs> basically uh, a, a list of songs <laughs> that I want played at my funeral. <laughs> Oh, go on, go on. <laughs> you want you want to know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're getting the opportunity to talk about this because, to be honest, I um, she was like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. I don't. Uh, don't. Don't. Um... She wants it to be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I think so. This is a banger. Oh, wicked. Um, yeah. So, so there's nine songs on it. I don't know when they're all going to feature. If you wouldn't mind arranging my funeral, you can probably make the decisions. But. Um, if I outlive you, I will help definitely. Thanks, mate. I'll just pick out a few, um, a few good ones. I've I've got "Coming Up to the House" by Tom Waits, which is a brilliant, uh, a brilliant song of new variations. That uh... oh, hang on a minute. So you're being serious now? I thought it was yeah, going to yeah. be like going underground by no, the no, no, this, this fire is good by stuff. Arthur Brown. No, okay. no, mate. Right, go on then. Go on. Uh, uh, I'm sticking with you by the Velvet Underground. Just because I, I sing it with the kids, but we we change the, the last word on every line to poo. <laughs> yeah which yeah. is a uh, real route one absolutely great love it um and what else vanishing act by lou reed uh another very undergroundy one i suppose that's a great song uh off, off an album called the raven which i i didn't know about but they played it after lou reed died on six music and it was like oh wow this song's amazing uh, a few others few others um feels like home by randy newman uh mm. change by blind melon it's some good stuff some good stuff, but you know, I'll 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 send you the link, and should you need it, you know, you'll have it. There you it's go. there in it. Mm. I've always fancied "First Day of My Life" by Bright Eyes as a song at a funeral. Not a bit ironic. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but again, that um, that's another one of those songs that we spoke about before. Which you know, if you catch me, uh, uh, you know, just at the at the wrong time or at the oh, right yeah. time, it's uh, it's a big big lump in the throat. Mm. No, absolutely. That there's a killer line in that, isn't there? Like, glad I didn't die before I met you. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Ooh. absolutely, absolutely. Could write a song, yeah. that, that Conor O'Burst, couldn't he? Oh, it's made me stand up back of my neck right now. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> shall we, I'll tell you what we'll do tonight, we're going to do correspondence first, we're going to get right. into a bit of correspondence first, um, I'm just going to fire through it. Yeah, do it, man. Let's do it, military fashion. So, a um, couple of shout-outs to people. So, um, thank you very much to Seamus McLaughlin for getting in touch with the podcast. He uh, sent me a lovely message through Facebook last week saying that it's a nice sunny day and he was just enjoying the Beths. And um, and then we had a bit of a chat about whether he'd heard the new live album, which he hadn't. Uh, and he recommended a pod um, called Bandsplainer, which I've checked out. It's really cool. <laughs> so, Bandsplainer basically is his two... Uh, two best friends who just chat about bands and how does this sound familiar <laughs> two, two best friends who just chat about bands and basically how bands uh, have come to be and like a bit of a backstory about each band it's, it's really interesting i listened to the second episode which was all about pulp yeah. which was fascinating because a couple of things i mean one it's it's done really well like the chat's dead good but with the pulp thing it's like you forget how long pulp have been around their first album came out in 1983 whoa did not know that no, crazy, absolutely crazy, and there's some real nice stuff. Like they've they've obviously done the research. They've gone through interviews with Jarvis Cocker, and they've watched like a few documentaries and really interesting bits about Jarvis Cocker talking about his image. And obviously, he's quite an iconic guy, and you know, um, very sort of one of the the main uh, the main hitters in in the whole Britpop movement. But the fact that early on he decided this is going to be my image, this is what I'm going to look like, and made that conscious decision that this is how I am going to dress. 24-7, from the minute I wake up to when I go to bed. This is how I'm going to look. This is how I'm going to be. It's almost taking on a character, isn't it? God, yeah. You know, That's I find it quite work. fascinating, that. Yeah, it is it hard is. work, isn't it? It Great is hard method. work. I always, yeah, I always think that, though, about people. Like, you know, Jack and Jarvis Cocker ever had a day in his trackies, just these joggers around the house. Well, yeah, you see, like, you see, like, Harry Hill out shopping, and he's got, like, his contact lenses in and, like, a crew neck yeah, T-shirt, yeah. and you're like, who is that tough-looking yeah, man? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, I would recommend that. That's that's really cool. Um, Phil from Secret Meeting Fanzine, who we do big up quite a bit. If you haven't checked them out, you must do. It's, if you want to read about new music rather than listen about new music, then Secret Meeting is your go-to place. He actually sent us a few things to recommend. Um, a hip-hop artist uh, called Figure of Speech, Bristol-based rapper, which sounds very, very interesting. It's um, a release on Bandcamp only, which I will be getting, and I'll give you the uh, I'll give you my opinion on it. The new um, how are we saying this? Howdy, Howdy album. Howdy, 
Havadi, which is uh, it's Charlie Martin, of course, isn't it? Who Charlie we, Martin. Who we, uh, who we chatted about earlier on. Uh, that's great. That's really good. That is really good. That's worth listening to. And he also recommended, and this is a film I've wanted to watch for ages, a documentary called Summer of Soul, which is done by Guest Love from I think I've seen the a Roots. trailer for this. Now, I was going to say to you, Andy... Why don't we watch this and then report back next week? In fact, why don't we do... We could even do like a bit of a watch-along. We've not one of them in a while where we just stick Ooh, a film on That's and, a good show, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm up for watching that and maybe we report back on it and if anybody else wants to check it out and give us their opinion, then, then um, you know, go for it. Um, and the final bit of correspondence is a big shout-out to Adam from We Were Promised Jetpacks who's been in touch to let me know that the album that we chatted about last week, I was a bit sort of... Um, I didn't. I couldn't find out who produced it He's very kindly got in touch to tell me that um, the band produced it, as we suspected, but it was co-produced with Andrew Bush. So shout out to Andrew Bush and We Were Promised Jetpacks. Cheers, guys. Nice one. Good to uh, good to cap off that bit of knowledge. Absolutely. Mm, so you've been listening to anything this week or watching anything or got any, you know, recommendations I have three albums. Yourself? I have three albums, three recommendations, three good albums. What have you got? <laughs> Yeah, I've got I've got three uh, decent releases as well. I've got two albums right. and one EP. Do you want to do one one each? Go on, on then, each? like tennis. Bit, bit, bit of bounce back, yeah. You, go on, you, you start because I've I've been nattering on here for a little while. You have a bit, really. Be, a bit parched. To... I could do with a quick sip of my beverage. Okay, I'll serve then. So, <clears throat> my mate Craig at work has actually recommended all three of these to me. And, okay. Um, uh, go, Mike. You what? Go, Mike. Yeah, go Mike. He's called Craig. And Mike, I thought you said Mike Craig. My my mate Craig. Oh right, okay. <laughs> it's that it's that sort of weird uh, like Cockney Yorkshire twang. I just didn't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know, no rubbish. Right then, here up. Um, so the the first one I'll go with is an album called Reunion by an artist called Faker, which is F E J K A. And it's kind of like a dance album. Do you remember uh, an album by an artist called Lane 8 that yes, we yes. listened to uh, yeah. a year or was two that, ago? Yeah, it was that a couple of years before we were podding, wasn't it? Yeah, it was before we were recording it, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was. it's kind of dancey, a bit like that, but quite ambient as well. So it's kind of classified as dance music, but it's really, really cool. Got some really good vocal um, stuff as well, featuring a singer called Marie Angerer. Which is uh, which is really cool. So that's that's a really good album. It's out in 2019. So not in contention for an adventure this year, but reunion by Faker. Um, super cool. Really nice just to have on and chill out to some interesting stuff going on there. Go your shot. Okay, my shot. Right, coming straight back at you with a half volley. Um, Flux by Poppy. New ah. Poppy album. Really good, mm. really good. Now, again, Poppy, an artist that we checked out before we started recording our adventures, and we both quite enjoyed the album mm. that she had out, whose name escapes me. Anyway, this new album, Flux, is really good. Uh, it's just more of the same. <laughs> maybe a little bit more mainstream. Mm, mainstream, maybe not the right word. A little bit but more... No. Accessible, perhaps. Yeah, because some of that album was really, really... Oh, cool. bonkers. All right, is it my shot? Your shot. Right, so this is uh, an album uh, by uh, an artist called Christian Loffler, and the, the surname is spelt L-O-F-F-L-E-R. And the album is called Parallels, colon, Shellac Reworks by Christian Loffler. Um, now, I haven't figured out if these are actual reworks of Shellac songs or what, because right. it's a classical album. It's a classical crossover album is what I call it. So it's got beats on it and stuff and some really interesting electronic sounds. But it's it's actually quite a classical album and it's really, really cool. It did come out this year, but I was already way too into it to stop and go, oh no, let's 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 volunteer it for That's uh, funny that, isn't it? I've had a yeah. couple of them. But um yeah, really, really cool. It's out on, on Deutsch Grammophon uh, records uh, from Berlin and um it's just it's just really, really cool. So highly recommend Christian Loeffler's latest album. Nice. Okay, right. Next up on my list, again, a band that uh, me in particular have talked about quite a lot. It's the finally the new release from the Illuminati Hotties. Let Me Do One More. Um, the new album. Excellent. Really good. Brilliant. Really, really good. It's getting like huge reviews. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've heard everyone a... is well into it. Um it is. It's it's great. It's got there's a couple of nice uh, 
nice little um, featured featured guests on it. Book Meek from Big Thief mm-hmm. features on one of them, but it's like a, a almost like an ironic talky bit at the end of the song. And it's it's I mean this is a little bit. It's quite different to the last one that we featured in on last year's pod, which was uh, "This Isn't the One You've Been yeah. Waiting For," um, which was the sort of the album slash mixtape that she did to get out of a record contract, wasn't it? Mm. So she's actually had this album for over two years, oh, written. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, mm. all written and everything. Um, so it, it, th- there's a few more sort of ballady numbers, actually, quite slow ballady numbers, um, the, and then it'll it, it's got like it, it'll play like quite a slow ballad track and then you get hit with a song like Joni LA's number one health goth <laughs> which is like back to the sort of crazy odd times oh. and all over the place and screamy and you know oh, it's but, funny but man. done in that sort of nice skippy jaunty way I like it it's good so this is this is essentially the album we have been waiting for I guess if it's been shelved for two years it is yeah I guess it is yeah I do remember uh the last uh the, the free IH um not the mm. one you've been waiting for a record. The ballady number was was the, my favourite on that. It was about it's a fun track, wasn't it? it? Was I just thought it was such a cool little track. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. That made my top five albums of last year. Actually, that one. It was a cracking record. That mm. right. My final one then is an EP that's been released this year by Leon Den Engelson. It's called Growth, and it's six tracks long. It's uh, it's half an hour, so it's it's kind of longer than some of the albums we've. Uh, listened to this year but it's um, six tracks of again quite ambient classical dancey electronica stuff not dancey not dancey it's very relaxing it's a bit like Oliver Arnold's do you ever listen to that guy nope oh man he's brilliant he's an Icelandic pianist Uh, I've seen him at the Royal Northern College of Music He's a pianist, but he kind of does um, lots of looping and sampling and clever things. Uh, a little bit like Grand Brothers, where he's kind of creating rhythms out of the piano a little bit. Yeah. Um, just very, very good. It's it's a little bit like that sort of thing, if you know Oliver Arnold's, but Leon Den Engelson with Growth. Um, great EP. Very relaxing, very enjoyable. And your final shot, Chris. Final one for me before we get chomping into our albums for this week. So my last recommendation is a band that we know and love, Public Service Broadcasting, and their new album, Bright Magic. Have you heard it? No, I haven't. It's good. It is very good. This is quite different. So this is quite different now. So there's um, there's very few samples on it, Ooh. which, funnily enough, I've, I've read a few mm, semi-sniffy reviews <laughs> saying that they've kind of lost the USP, but it feels like a evolution of a band to me okay so you know they all have themes don't they the albums all have themes so the theme of this one this is basically it's a selected history of berlin and it's in three different movements for different periods of history in berlin um i really like it i really really like it It is different and uh, you know there are parts when you sort of think this isn't public service broadcasting (laughs) because you're just waiting for those like sort of samples to come in um and i kind of get people saying that they might have lost the usp but at the same time it 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 feels like a step in the right direction. You know, it feels like the sort of, some, sometimes you, you, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If they re- release another album, it's like, oh, they're a bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah. Okay. You know, mm. uh, but I like it. It's good. I, I mean, the, the public service broadcasting are kind of a band that I, that I don't think they, they put a foot wrong anyway. Oh, that's a cool thing to say. Yeah, they've done they've done some really good stuff. And funny enough, I was talking about them yesterday with this guy Craig that I've referenced a couple of times today, who I haven't spoken to for ages, but caught him on a work call yesterday. Um, yeah, we're talking about obviously the race for space, but uh, mm-hmm. which is a great album. And also, have you seen the live performance of that from the Albert Hall? Yeah, that's superb. That's superb. Yeah. But then there's the album, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but about the miners. That was a fantastic record. Yes, well. the great song with James Dean Bradfield mm. featuring on vocals on that album. Yeah, really quite moving, a lot of that. Yes. Very good. Yeah, I did, one of the teachers at the school that I work at went to watch him on that tour, and he said he was like, at one point, like everyone in the crowd was just crying. Wow! It was like with all the sort of the the, the songs and you know and, and the tear gas. The, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and uh, just like the, the sort of the backdrop of the videos and everything that they'd done, it was all, all like quite a moving experience. Mm, interesting, moving bands. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Right, pre-show waffle out of the way. I reckon. I reckon so. Let's get into our bands. Let's do it. How do you do? How'd he do? Well, I said that. Right then. Um, you're up first, Christopher. What's going on? 
What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on, my mate. First album tonight is my pick, and it is Walkman by Bad Bad Hats. Hailing from Minneapolis, Bad Bad Hats formed back in college after lead singer Kerry Alexander and drummer Chris Hogue checked out each other's music on MySpace and began working together, initially on Alexander's folk tracks, but they soon sculpted a more round band sound with the addition of a bass player. After honing their sound, writing and gigging together, the band started attracting praise and recognition, and around the time of their first EP release, It Hurts, in 2013, began to land a number of cool support slots, going out on the road with the likes of pod favourites The Beths and Margaret Glaspie. The band went on to release their debut album, Psychic Reader, in 2015, and follow-up album, Lightning Round, in 2018. Keeping their constant album release dates every three years, we now have this album, Walkman, released in September of this year on Don Giovanni Records. With a reputation as having a playful and exuberant presence to their live shows, the band made a real effort to capture that in this latest release and worked hard to, in their words, use the studio as an instrument with producer Brett Bullion working on the outfit for the fourth time. The group cite a love of 90s pop bands and songwriting as an influence, and that is definitely clear to hear. The album has a sound that would fit nicely on a Shine compilation, or be at home splashed on the pages of Select Magazine. But how does it hold up in 2021? Well, before we get into that and more with the crooner from Croydon, the one and only Andrew Kay. Andrew, a question. Walkman by Bad Bad Hats. Now, you've had more than your fair share of bad, bad hats, but are there any that spring to mind as an embarrassing fashion faux pas? So I had a really moth-eaten beanie that I had for ages, and basically I lost it on a train, and someone at work said, like, oh, good. And I was like, what do you mean good? And they're like, well, it wasn't the best hat in the world, was it? And I'm like, the only hat I had, and kind of turned that little gag into a bit of a sad thing. Um, That's really mean. It was. I mean, mean, I'm aware that I've just said that. You, yeah, but you know what I mean. That yeah, is, I know what you mean. Know. Do you remember being in Germany at Rock Am Ring and um, there was that guy with the pink knitted beanie? Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about that? Or, or, or yeah, 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 let's talk about that. So he'd he'd been kind of uh, annoying us a bit <laughs> all weekend, and um, I egged you on to just grab his hat and run. And, and I did. And you did. And I honestly believe, and I nearly brought this up in your wedding speech, um, but I was worried about <laughs> telling your mum that you'd nicked someone's hat. Um, <laughs> but I honestly believe that's where your love of running began because like, I, I did leg like it. I did. You sprint. absolutely, you legged it all the way from the bar, which was, I reckon, a mile from the arena. And we watched you disappear up that street, me and the guy whose hat you just nicked, who just looked at me like, what? And I was like, Damn, mate, loose cannon. And uh, (laughs) watched you just vanish. It was quite remarkable. Um, It was a bad hat. You did return it, uh, which was quite. I was glad. You got the guilts, didn't you? You got the guilts. And you caught me up and made me return it. As soon as you. I caught you up. You can't have been that good at running. Well. (laughs) But uh, the guy, yeah, he was saying, my grand knitted me that hat and all this. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. So yeah, we had to return it. It was only right, mate. It was only I know right. it was only right. I know it was, it was only bad, right. Bad bad hat though. Do you know when I was thinking about that and I wrote that question about uh, about the hats and everything? It, do you know what it reminded me of? <laughs> do you remember the time we went to ATP and I dressed up as you? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So I we do. were watching. It was during the day. We we're having a few nice afternoon beers, weren't we? And I went back to the chalet for a bit of a chill. And um, I think you, you continuing to watch the bands. Mm. And then when I came back, I decided to just put some of your clothes on and dress up as you. You had, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have said I've got a particularly distinctive style, but I've been dressing the same way for about 25 years. And, very, uh, very low, very low on the, on the pants. Very low, low, on the, low pants, a lot of denim, a lot of flannel, beanies. Yeah. And you just rocked up wearing my jacket, <laughs> your pants down your ass and, 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 uh, and a beanie on your head. And you were like, all right. And, we, and it was like, what, what, 
we're not going to talk about this, right? You know, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> why are you wearing my clothes, man? <laughs> Very weird. Quite funny, though. I think you were trashed. Oh, man. Must have been. Funny. funny. <clears throat> right, bad, bad hats. <laughs> Who's kicking off? Who is kicking off? I've got a feeling you're going to kick off. <laughs> what's, <Okay. laughs> what's the deal? So here's the thing. Bad, bad hats. <laughs> Walkman. So very early on into researching this band and like listening to this album, I read a review, not the nicest review, I've got to be honest, read a review and it said that uh, Bad Bad Hats sound like they are about to about to launch into Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer at any moment <laughs> and are perfect for fans of lattes from Starbucks. Ooh. And I thought that's, yeah, I thought very, very harsh, very harsh. But I've not been able to shake that off. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that absolutely drilling its way into your head. Thing is, I love Sixpence Down the Richer. I definitely, well, I love that song. I don't know any other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was I, like, good because I was just about to, to <laughs> yeah. see if you could name another. <laughs> no, like but, them kids who wear Nirvana t-shirts. Oh, don't, don't get me started. But uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely picked that up. Uh, in a number of tracks, it does sound like they could. Or at least it's in there somewhere being translated through the speakers. I definitely heard a lot of 90s stuff on there. I heard yeah. the likes of Sheryl Crow, Alanis. Massive, massive Massive Sheryl Crow, Crow yeah. isn't it? Um, but I also heard the Beths. Oh, Alicia's Attic, they're 90s. I heard Blur. This is a quirky album of, of kind of chord sequences that don't quite go where you think they're gonna. It's also really tightly controlled. There's a lot of... Very rhythmic playing, very, very almost 1979 by the Pumpkins. Dun, 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 you know, kind of music, just driving. I don't think it's Starbucksy, and I can hear the 90s influence, and they talk about having a 90s influence. Who do they cite as their influences, or do they just cite the 90s in general? Uh, Cheryl Crow, Sixpence on the Richer. <laughs> so. Is that right? Pretty much, pretty much, wow, yeah. Okay. yeah. There's, there's a lot more going on in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I think for me, the, the sort of slight issue that I had with this this band, uh, this album, sorry, and this is similar to other things that I haven't particularly got on with. I'm mm. thinking things like Trey Burt and Lanterns on the Lake from last mm. season, and we had a, an episode where we sort of reviewed those two, and it was a bit, <sighs> sort of both albums, very sort of ready-salted, you know, just... <laughs> And and I'm I'm sorry to say this is sort of heading in the same direction. It, it's funny how the albums that I don't get on with are the albums which are just perfectly nice, but mm. nothing more. But nothing more. And this falls into that category. If you if you were to take any song in isolation, it would sound great on the playlist. And just mm. to dip in and just to listen to one song, I do really enjoy it. So opening track, the track mm. that I'd heard. Walkman, the yeah. title track of the album. I still stand by it. It's a great song. It's a great pop song. So it is. Killer uh, pre-chorus on that. Just, yeah. just brilliant. Yeah. Really, really, really good. Mm. Um, and second song, Detroit Basketball. I think that's really, I really like that. I, yeah. I, and that's got some nice, sort of nice lyrics going on in there as well. Yeah, a little kudos bit of, um, uh, for mentioning the Detroit Pistons. Oh, totally. Mm. Totally. But it's that whole thing about, I wish I could find somebody who likes me in the same way as they like the, you know, basketball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit Pistons. Uh, and, I, and I like that one. I do like that one. Um, in fact, I like a lot of them. And that's the thing. <laughs> as an album, as an album, it just doesn't, you know, sometimes you're listening to albums that, that uh, like the, for example, let's, like the, the Halsey one that we've had recently, yeah. which we, I couldn't wait to listen to that. And I'm like, yeah. when you get 10 minutes spare, I'm sticking it on. Same with some of the other stuff that we've we've listened to. Mm. I remember talking about Tiger Cub and I was like, every 10 minutes yeah, spare, yeah. I was banging a couple of songs on. This, it's just, it, I found it quite, oh, I've got to put this on and have a listen to it <laughs> type thing. And you, you almost know instantly that I, I'm not going to continue yeah, yeah. listening to it. But uh, but again, it's that, it's that not necessarily being able to put my, my, my finger on it. I think, are you about to ask what, what my issue is? No, not not really. But what about, uh, you know, what about this in relation to something like um, Another Michael or The Boys with a Perpetual Nervousness? Or... I just feel like they're doing something different, though. And, and, but these guys aren't doing something different. No, not really. I, I think the, <laughs> thing, the thing is... After reading as well, like a couple of reviews, and they're saying that the, you know they, they sort of really worked hard to capture that presence of the live shows. Mm. 
I just don't think they've succeeded in it. I, I think the the thing with the drum sound, the drum sound is so poppy, it almost mm. sounds like it's not real drums. It's like really like you know almost sounds like programmed drums and i've checked out some live recordings of them and i've got to say i enjoy them a lot more really yeah and i, and I can see by watching the live recordings there's there's no sort of live gigs it's all like sort of um covid uh oh, okay. performances yeah, yeah. and stuff um like so not with a crowd or whatever but watching the live and seeing how they work dynamically as a three-piece live mm-hmm. i'm quite on board with that and i reckon it would be quite good to see you know See, one of my notes for Detroit Basketball was "Bet this would rock live." I felt like that was a really good song, right? And there's a Absolutely. couple of other. Yeah, rockers. I bet it would rock live. I want to hear it rocking. That's the problem. <laughs> I want to hear it rocking. So, would you see it live then? Do you feel like this is one of those albums where they haven't captured the the kind of the energy and live essence of the band? Maybe I don't know. And that normally works the other way around, isn't it? You see him live, then you hear the record and you're a bit underwhelmed. But actually to be underwhelmed by the record and think, oh, this would be better live. It's a different yeah. story, you know. I think a lot of the thing for me is the, is the drum production. It, it, it's like, the, you know, the drum production just, it, it just feels like it's like, the, uh, like a, I'm listening to a 90s pop song <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, 30 years since uh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes. That's a good song. Mm, great song. Linda Perry. That's a good song, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It, it's just something about the production, the way it's been recorded, which mm-hmm. doesn't really sit with me. There's quite a lot of, um, especially in like Detroit Piston and the third song, Always On Time, there's, there's quite some really high like sort of fret noises in the mix, which mm. I find pretty irritating, I've got to oh, say. Really? See, I just, I, see, Always On Time, I was like, that's total Beth's song. It's like a bit yeah. of a head nodder. It's got a great weird solo in it. I thought you'd be into that. Like, there's another track, uh, Milky Way, which has got, like, the kind of, like, quirky guitar riff that you love. I was like, oh, it totally reminded me of... Do you remember <laughs> Do you remember trying to convince me that Rock Lobster by the B-52s had one of the best guitar riffs ever? It's a great riff. Oh, mate, it's, it's, it's about as good as Milky Way by uh, <laughs> Bad Bad Hats. <laughs> But <laughs> so good if you want a Starbucks. It also reminded me of Pugwall for some reason. Do you remember Pugwall? Pugwall Summer. Yeah. Nobody tells me what to do. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, my wife was a big fan of Pugwall. So. I can see that. Well, she used to say that it had the same haircut as Pugwall. Oh, that's probably what yeah. ignited that fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, there's a bit of a Dinosaur Junior influence I heard on track nine, Awkward Phase, where they kind of let the distortion rip a little bit more in the chorus. Um, but in the same way as we talk about some bands writing great middle eights, like Weezer have that kind of thing where the, the, the guitar lines follow the vocal lines or In Utero has the best set of middle eights in history. Yeah, I feel like this band write a killer pre-chorus. All over this album, they write uh, a good pre-chorus. That kind of, you know, sometimes is a little bit more dark than the chorus ends up being. Yeah. Like on Walkman or like on Awkward Phase. It's, um, I think it's really cool. And they often do this kind of pull back thing, like on Quarter Past as well, where you think they're going to kind of, I don't know, you don't quite know where that chorus is going to go and then poof, it goes in a different direction. Mm. And I thought it was cool, man. I, I totally did. I, that's uh, good. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that this adventure hasn't hasn't been to your no. It's, liking, but this though. is this is the thing. It's just it, it, like I say. It's for me. It's just the albums that I don't get on with are just oh. the albums that I go. It's perfectly fine. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like almost like <laughs> if I hate an album, I get on with it better than if something's just. Well, just I think all right. you try more. You try, maybe, you're like, oh, maybe. God, all right, okay, there must be something here. And then you're eventually you're like, oh, it's quite good, actually. Yeah but, yeah, but we've had that before with albums. We've had that with albums that we've listened to. That on first listen, you just go, oh, my goodness, it's going to be a tough week. And <laughs> you go, I would never listen. I would not have made it past track two on this album yeah, yeah. if we weren't doing an adventure. And then a few sort of few listens into it, and you're on board with it. Mm-hmm. Even harking back, harking back to the first album we did this year, Viagra Boys. Oh, yeah. First listen of that, I was like, nearly texting you apologising for picking the album. And then by the third listen in, I'm like, whoa, I am on board with this. Whoa. Yeah, man, good album. Well, maybe this one will grow on you. Maybe it doesn't sound like it, if I'm honest. It doesn't sound like um, it. going to give it a chance, does it? Nah. So, you know, weird question to ask, but would you see it live? 
Do you know, if I could see it live without much effort, then yeah, I would. <laughs> if, if it was, if these, no, seriously, it, all joking aside, if they were playing, they're not going to come around after this, are they? If they were playing <laughs> at a festival we were at, I mm. would go and watch them. I absolutely would go and watch them. And I, I'm sure that I'd really enjoy it. I'm sure I'd really enjoy it. That's as as damning a review as I think you can give. <laughs> what uh, what's going on the playlist then, or should we just have a gap? No, we're going. No, Walkman. <laughs> Walkman's going on the playlist. Walkman's All going. Right, on. Like I say, it's show. one song on its own. Great, great. <laughs> They'll be happy with that. They'll be well happy to hear that. Don't Palatable. Tag them. Don't tag them on Instagram when we put no, this out. I don't think we can, mate. I think that's that's you know we're toast if we do that. <laughs> Right. Okay. Cool. Well, let's leave that there because I don't want to touch it anymore. That was that was Walkman by Bad Bad Hats. Any any closing well, thoughts? Well, well, you liked it. Great. So onto the playlist went Walkman by Bad Bad Hats from the album Walkman. If you want to check out our playlist, head to the website adventuresinnewmusic.com, Hit the playlist button. Or search us up on Apple Music or Spotify. So, without further ado, let's crack on. Album number two. Here comes Andy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, my choice this week is a record called You and Us by Pools. I'm digging us and gray. But I. Pools, spelt P-O-O-L-S, are a Swedish duo, multi-instrumentalist Frederick Forrell and singer Arvid Holgard. The two previously constituted electro duo Wires, that's W-Y-R-E-S, but discontinued that project in favour of more organic sounds as Pools. Uh, You and Us is their debut album as Pools and was released on the 30th of April 2021. It shows a gritty Americana gospel side to what the pair can do. The album, like so many, was written and put together during lockdown, which may account for a portion of its bleakness. But much more than that, the album is about the divorce that singer Ovid Holgard was going through at the beginning of 2020. In fact, lyrically, the record plays out very much like a concept album to divorce. In album opener, Grave Holgard sings how he's digging a grave and in its reflective closer, this dance, possibly the lightest point on the album, he ruminates on the odds stacked against him and his former partner saying, I can't end this dance. The orchestration of this record may be sparse, with only a couple of tracks containing drums, but throughout the album, there's a depth to the production, a whole other layer to this record where gospel vocals, haunting clarinet and cinematic atmospherics live. But that's enough from me. Before I hand over to the Wazak from Walmer Bridge, <laughs> I couldn't think of a good W, a nice one tonight. I could think of plenty of bad Ws, and that was probably the kindest. Um, so, Chris. I called you a crooner. You did, yeah. I'll think of a better one for next week or something. Um, Chris. Yeah, boy. You ever know anyone who won anything on the pools? <laughs> no. 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 The pool's still going. I don't know. I don't know. So that was like a football lottery type thing, wasn't it? I didn't really understand it. So, the no, the pools. wasn't the pools when... Um, because everybody bets on the pools, right? Yeah. They all bet on, bet on the scores. But then when... The um the, the the thing with the pools was when a match got called off, there was like a committee pre decides what they think the outcome would have really? been. So it's when they whether they go home win, away oh, win, okay. or, yeah, or yeah, score yeah. draw or, or and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So what a strange job. Imagine being on that committee. Very strange. Imagine well, having to debate about I don't know, Scarborough Town versus To be honest, it sounds a bit like my job. Anyway, that went in a direction I wasn't expecting, but pleasantly surprised. So, um, uh, what do you think of this then? What do I think of this? What do I think of this? Well, 
It's ominous already. Repeat the question back to me a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it's taking first prize for the worst album front cover that we featured this year. <laughs> Did you think? I don't think it was that bad. Fine. That's fine. So we're starting off positive. <laughs> Do you like music, Chris? <laughs> Not this week, mate. Um <laughs> Oh, uh, it's, um, it's not going to get much better. Um, so, okay, right. Let's start at the beginning. So, what was the track you heard? Grave. And you picked the album off that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Okay, right. So, Grave is a sort of a very sparse, repetitive, dragged out, drawn out. <laughs> oh my god! Hugely uninspiring opening to an album. Um, <laughs> So we might not tag these guys either. No, it's um gosh, I'm on an absolute rampage, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. To be fair, we've had a an absolute run of form. We've had an absolute <laughs> touch over the past few weeks, haven't we? So it's inevitably gonna come to the end for, for one of us at least. Um I don't so with this opening song, it, it is very sort of dragged out, isn't it? Like you said, you said sparse in your intro, and that is what I've got written pff, half a dozen times. <laughs> On the sheet that I'm looking at in front of me. The opening track, Grave, is very, for me, it's like a very sort of almost like a rag and bone-esque song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue it's got a little bit more soul than that. And I do feel like the context of knowing what it's all about. Yeah, which I didn't know. Which yeah, I didn't of course know. you didn't know that. But which the context know, so. of that does, does add a certain depth to it. It's like, right, putting this putting this relationship to uh, to sleep now kind of thing. It's like... yeah. Is that there is a darkness to it, and I find that quite uh, interesting. But I thought I quite liked it anyway. I liked the production on it, that kind of foghorn, no, not foghorn, what do you call it? Bullhorn vocal style, you know, where, it kind, of breaks up. <laughs> yeah. where it kind of breaks up. Uh, I thought that was cool. It does have the faux gospel stuff on, which has been popularised by Rag and Bone Man and, and Hosier to a degree as well with that Take Me to Church song, which is quite gospel but I kind of liked it. It had a certain amount of charm. Uh, I was like, yeah, let's give this a go. It was something a little bit different. I didn't I didn't really know where they were from or anything. And I definitely got a bit of the, uh, you know, Southern American stuff with... Yeah, with I would not have guessed the Swedish. No, would not no. have guessed that. No, so I don't know what that does, if that kind of puts you off more because of the, the almost cultural appropriation of, of releasing quite a... Uh, you know, authentic Americana sounding album or, or, if, or if that yeah. makes it sound better or maybe you don't care. I don't think you care. <laughs> <laughs> Could not give a... Right, so a uh, track two, I thought, uh, was quite an interesting one. Uh, uh, so, do you want my notes? Yeah, go on, hit me, mate. Go track on. two, Walk. Slight improvement. It, but, however, it's becoming apparent I'm not going to get on with this guy's voice. <laughs> wow. What's wrong with his voice? <laughs> I don't know. I just it's <laughs> <sighs> how just... how honest do you want me to be? <laughs> just be honest, mate. I just I just found it quite grating. It, it's I don't know. It's that whole sort of drawn. I found it a little bit false. But now you're saying the Swedish, it might just be the accent. I'll be honest. By the time looking for trouble comes around, I thought he started to sound like he's had an injection at the dentist. You know, or yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is. Yeah, yeah. It's that. Thi- yes, that. That is it. Exactly right. Actually, looking for trouble is probably my favourite on the album. I thought that that was. It's got a real nice sort of piano and bass. The chords mm. are lovely on it. The really tasty sort of brush drums that sort of really sit in the back seat of this mm. song. Um, a, a really lovely sort of piano solo. Dead sort of tasty. Really, really nice. Mm. Um, but it's it's the voice. Oh man! Oh, that's harsh. Well, this one is a song about that feeling when you're kind of young. You're 20 and you're going out, and you know, no matter what you're enjoying you're looking for the next kind of high and sometimes right. it's a bit on the dangerous side and that's the whole looking for trouble thing and he's got a, he's got a two-year-old daughter so he was kind of like i can totally envisage her being like this when she's a bit older kind of thing and it's all bound up in the whole divorce thing so dig a grave walk well a kid looking for trouble roads you know all of this stuff it's like oh it's all following this narrative mm. And then by track seven, which is You and Us, which is kind of like a dark, plodding piano. This has got a real soundscape to it. And these these kind of bursts of gospel vocals that come out of the production. Oh, really quite dark, kind of heavy spiritual stuff. And they do mention 
uh, God a little bit, which kind of fits with the gospel shtick. But I quite like the you and us idea about like this: the battle for our relationship is between you and us. It's not, you know, I, I am part of us still. Mm-hmm. You are you on your own trying to fight against us. And That's I don't know. That is I interesting. Like that. I do then, like that actually. Yeah. And then this dance was about, <clears throat> you know, um, and I do think it is like like I was saying, one of the lightest lightest moments on the album. But it's definitely it's definitely got that kind of um, that that backstory where it's like people didn't think we were going to make it. People told us it was a doomed relationship, and we went for it anyway. And but it's like. I can't end this dance. It's quite sad, really. Quite like, yeah. you know, I don't want to let go, but got to. But there's a sort of regret to it. I don't know. No, uh, nice. I thought it all added a lot more context because I, I guess maybe superficially you, you could be like, well, there's not a lot going on here. But I really like stuff like the depth of the production where you can hear some of the instruments in there, like the clarinet on walk, which I think mm. is beautiful. And the banjo that's going on there, which is pretty kind of... yeah ghostly mix of sounds reminded me a lot of tom waits type well uh, well actually yeah so track five by the old noon Mm. that that was like right well they're obviously going for like a bit of a tom Waits soundscape Mm. here you've got very sort of scratchy production minimal instruments you can hear like foot stamps yeah yeah Um, lots of weird voices and and things like that yeah some of the some of the yeah like lots of yeah like lots of wow in the background which is a bit irritating to be honest um (laughs) But it's like I can see what they've tried to do, but they just just slightly missed the mark for me. Slightly, eh? Bloody well, they've missed the mark. Well, yes, well, <laughs> indeed. But um, but isn't that interesting though? I mean, do you feel sometimes with with this that context is needed, or it certainly helps the enjoyment of an album? If I if you just got if you, like because the whole rule that we have is we don't research each other's albums. So hmm. I've just been presented with this album. Um, and listen to it, and I've sort of taken it on face value. If, however, you've gone, check out this album. It's all about this guy who's gone through a divorce, and it's all about the context of the divorce, and it's all, you know, like a concept album related to that. I would have come at it at a different angle. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I did wonder, as, as I was reading this stuff, I was like, oh, I bet Chris is going to be like, because you had given me a clue in the week uh, or two, you know, that that you hadn't particularly been enjoying this record, just indifferent. Mm. But then you know, you, I, th- I think context does matter. I think it really matters where an artist's voice comes from, and I can't yeah. listen to certain artists because I know where their voice comes from, and it's like that just doesn't matter to me, or I don't get along with that perspective, or whatever it is. You know, look at the Halsey album, great album, really killer songs you find out a little bit about the context of how it was written and where it comes from. And you're like, I am totally on board with this. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is an album of empowerment and darkness and beauty and fear and, you know, all of that stuff. And in the same way as if, I don't know, let's, so, so, this is ridiculous, but something like, let's say, uh, Kurt Cobain had been from like a really, pre- Kurt Cobain lived the kind of, uh, I don't know princely lifestyle of a of a well-to-do, um, <laughs> you know, mansion dwelling. Everything's posh and pristine, um, and released an album like In Utero. You just wouldn't buy it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. Like, this. This is. This is. This does not stack up. So I think the backstory and the the place where people um, come from, whether in their kind of artistry or their life or, or whatever else, really does matter. So a concept album like this probably only makes sense when you've got the context if there was nothing else for you in the listening of it then i'm sorry <laughs> but this is why we're doing what we're doing isn't it, it you know is, what i mean yeah. this is why we're doing what we're doing and you can net you know it, it guys it's one person's opinion don't get hung up on it yeah it's I'm, chris man like he's never said anything that mattered to me so like exactly. honestly don't Exactly. I mean, let's not get upset about it. I mean, he's only just started moisturising. He's 40. There you go. There you go. go. My wife hit me with a bombshell the other day. She thinks I've got crow's feet. It's right, isn't it? I've had crow's feet since I was about eight. (laughs) But then you see how my eyes disappear. Anyway, um, uh, I'd probably see this live. I think it'd be nice. It'd be nice seeing a little venue. It'd be nice to see him in a trades club in Ebden Bridge or something like that. Um, playlist 
So, okay, let's go again. I wouldn't <laughs> be disappointed when the song comes on the playlist. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's perfect. It's perfectly fine. It's another. It's one of them albums again. It's like a like I mentioned before the two bands. It's like oh, Larkin Poe's another one that I thought <laughs> oh, of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It right. Okay, let me go for the songs. <laughs> let me go from let me go for my highlights. So, um, looking for trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I really I quite enjoyed how the river flows as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, is definitely one of my favourites. Um, it's got a great feel to it. Really nice song. It's just that voice. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, those those are my two favourites as well, along with Walk. Um, I think I might go How the River Flows. That that one kind of a little bit hooky sticks in my head a little bit more than the yeah. others possibly. Uh, I think Looking for Trouble was a single with quite a good music video actually. I watched it the uh, last night and um, it's quite quite worth looking at. Even made me chuckle at one point, uh, which might surprise you. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Okay, let's leave that there. That was You and Us by Pools. And uh, Chris, any closing thoughts on that? Cool. Well, that was episode 27. <laughs> We have we have an episode like this every season or so, don't we? Yeah. Do you want a hug, mate? You anything? No, I don't know. I I wonder if as well the the last sort of three even four weeks have been so strong. Mm. The albums that we've that we've, <clears throat> we've we've talked about and we've been well, in particular myself, been really on board with some of them. Um, that I wonder if it's just just hit with a bit of a vanilla week and it's um, hit me with a vanilla week. A week with a vanilla. vanilla week. Anyway, anyway, draw a line <laughs> under that. What's yeah. coming up on episode 28, which is next week? So next week, the records we're talking about are my record, Sinner Get Ready by Lingua Ignota. Mm, okay. And the track I've heard is called The Order of Spiritual Virgins. Excellent. Okay, Ooh. so the... Uh, um, the album that I have picked us to listen to for next week is called An Unexpected Reality, and it is by Gate Creeper. And I have heard the opening track, Starved. Marvellous. Should be an interesting week. <laughs> it will be interesting. I've got a feeling it's going to be very interesting next week. So, yeah, I, I would say check out those albums. Join us uh, next Monday, and, well, let's take it from there. Yeah, lovely stuff. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us tonight. If you've liked what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, write a review. Gosh, write a review. Go on, we'd love that. And um, yeah, cheers for joining us. I'm sorry, bad bad hats and uh, pools. Yeah, Chris is sorry, and I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Chris was on this podcast this week. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, mate. I'm sorry. It's right. just an opinion. Sue it's, me. It's right, see opinion. you next week. We're out. Right. Bye-bye.